You have the power to create the life you want. How? Visit the web store on www.iempower.com to find out more. That's i-em-power.com. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Good evening and welcome, and we are back. Huddle Up Podcast here on NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Jim and Dave here with you, and yes, I know we took two weeks off. It's because of me, so we can blame me. That's fine. I know Dave will when we get him on the call, so I'm uh, getting out ahead of the damn thing. But uh, it is Wednesday, October 26th, 2016. Again, Huddle Up Podcast here on NGSCSports.com. Make sure you check out the site, NGSCSports.com, for all the content, all of the shows across the NGSC Sports Radio Network by uh, not only visiting the homepage, but going to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, and search NGSC. You can podcast our show directly by going to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can also... Uh, go to uh, iTunes or Android and search Huddle Up with Jim and Dave, and you can uh, and check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Jim Sports, and uh, let's get Dave in here. And uh, for the first time in a few weeks, Dave, here we are back on the air. Well, Jim, it's good to be back. Uh, definitely missed doing the podcast with you, and uh, we were talking a little bit earlier. But uh, oh my goodness, how much has changed in the football world in? Two weeks since you were away. Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, I'd say definitely quite a bit. We're also in a world where uh, the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago Cubs are playing for the World Series. Like, it's one of those matchups that you think of like Ace Ventura when it was the Eagles versus the Dolphins. And you have all these movies with the Indians and the Twins and the Cubs playing for the World Series. And you're like, this is clearly just made up Hollywood. But no, this this is actually real life now. It is, and it's going to be very interesting. Um, Cleveland has the bullpen that's just unbelievable right now, and the Cubs clearly have the better hitters uh, based on what the – I mean, I'm just talking postseason, of course, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I think you're going to have a uh, 1-1 series after two games. It's going to be the best of five with three games in Chicago, um, but we'll see. I mean, the uh, the Cubs are up 5 nothing at the moment, top of the six, so uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, – 
definitely a great time to be a sports fan. Yeah, I had a guy last night. Uh, he he was tweeting at me. I did, I, I couldn't help uh, but laugh about it. He was just going off about how um, you know the, the 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 series was basically over after last night. I'm like, clearly you haven't been watching this year. I mean, it, it, it's um, you know to to think that that the Cubs are somehow dead after uh, after one loss was just absurd. They come out tonight. And have uh, absolutely, I've really been dominating the entire game. I was watching uh, as much as I could before the uh, before I start getting stuff ready here in the studio to get uh, the show up on air tonight. But it, really, the Cubs dominating in, in all facets tonight, and 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 that's the thing. And I think, um, I mean, my prediction uh, I was Cubs in seven. I wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, if it, if it goes six. Um, or if the Indians win in six or seven, I think it's just going to be that type of a series They're both very, of course, very good teams. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it can obviously go either way. And, and I think it's funny, you, the Indians, a team that hasn't won one since what, 48 and, and there's only one team that really can outshadow that. And, and a couple of days after, the Indians win the uh, the American League. Then, of course, the Cubs win the National League. So it's just kind of funny. It's like Cleveland had their moment for a few minutes, but now everybody's talking about the Cubs. Yeah, definitely very true. I mean, it's uh, two teams that uh, definitely haven't been there for a while, so it's something that's going to be uh, newsworthy no matter who wins. Um, the one thing I do think that will be interesting is um, the pitching so far. I mean, uh, the little I saw tonight uh, – Arietta looked absolutely dominant, but I don't know that I have seen a better start to a game, more dominant start to the game than what uh, Kluber was last night. Um, he was he, he had the goods and was uh, purely unhittable for the three four innings last night, uh, and he did all he had to do was which was get it over to Miller and uh, Allen on the back end there and got the game. And uh, I don't I don't know uh, if it would have been interesting to see how that how we would have done if that was a regular season game because you're obviously not going to pitch those two on the back end more than uh, more than an inning in a regular season game. But it would have been uh, interesting to see what happened just based on the difference in the game. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, and and that that's the thing too is is both these teams pitching wise are very good and and you know it's surprising. Honest to God, I think it's surprising that that we that, that a game is five to nothing. Um, I, I didn't think that maybe we'd see five runs in a game, uh, at all <laughs> through this series, but we have it here in game two. Uh, another, one other thing with, with baseball here before we, um, we, we get to football cause there's obviously plenty. Uh, I had a, uh, a discussion, uh, we'll call it that for lack of a better word with, uh, with a guy on Twitter last night, uh, talking about the, um, of course, the way that Major League Baseball determines the home field in the in the World Series, you know, you're you're in a situation where the Cubs were by and large the best team in baseball um, over the course of the regular season, and, and they are the road team in the, in this World Series. And uh, you know, the guy said it should go back to the tradition of uh, the the old coin flip. I guess, or alter, I, not a coin flip is alternating, uh, year, you know, year to year, um, who, who hosted the world series. And I said, 
why can't we live in a world where the team that actually earns it uh, gets the home field? What, where's your stance on uh, the the ridiculous nature of home field in, in Major League Baseball? This is one of those that I really don't have a stance on, and I could care less. Um, generally speaking, Major League Baseball, home field is not nearly as crucial as the other three sports. So I think this is the the least important argument out of the the, the sports. Um, the, the thing that would get interesting, and again, I have to uh, offer a Dave opinion, of course, but the thing that would get very interesting is how you would do it if you do it based on records. What happens if you have a wild card team that's won 90 games, but you have a division champion that's won 88? You have to clearly spell out everything, which would be... Oh, uh, that's um, a good again, point. No what you do there, it's going to get... Uh, it's going to get messy. So uh, I think it's one of those that it really doesn't have a huge effect. The bigger issue I have with baseball is the fact that they go three, two, three or two, three, two. Yeah. That argument all the time that the most important game in a series, aside from game seven is game five. And the team that has technical home field advantage isn't at home. So that's my argument on that. But I, I really, I will not lose any sleep over baseball home field advantage. I mean, I, I won't I, I won't lose any sleep over it, but it, it's just something that I, I mean, I don't I mean, I don't like all star games and that that's a, another topic for another day. But uh, no, you bring up a great point about about game five. I never really thought of it from that aspect of, of the of the two, three, two. I just, you know, thought that in, in leagues and sports where you clearly have enough money to, to move these teams um, from city to city when it, when it calls for it, uh, the, you know, that it, it should alternate those last three, uh, if they are necessary, but Dave, let's, let's switch over here to football because there's been so much that is, that has gone on. And, um, you know, Jim, I, how about, uh, how about before we switch into football, you give us a quick, uh, quick, I mean, like, Two to three minutes, uh, just kind of a hi- couple highlights of your trip, and uh, tell us your favorite parts because uh, I know you visited a couple sports venues, and uh, kind of be cool to hear your perspective on some of the Canadian ones. Uh, I won't ask for your favorite part of the trip because we know it was uh, <laughs> watching Stanford win because we got great joy about that. But a uh, couple, uh, couple, couple highlights of your trip and uh, where you were and what you saw. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. The, the reason we were off the last two weeks is I was on vacation, uh, wife and I, for our anniversary. Uh, we started out at South Bend, and and I we got to spend really two whole days there. It was the first time I'd been on campus in in over ten years, and first time I'd seen a game in the stadium in seventeen. Uh, I didn't expect Notre Dame to win; they didn't. They gave me hope through the first half, and then uh, stepped all over it. But it really didn't damper um, the 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 two days we got to spend there. I had an a- absolute blast uh, seeing the sights and and. Um, you know, I, I love that campus. Uh, I have many friends who have visited there uh, that have been there for games or just, you know, passing through and, and talk about how um, neat of a campus it is. So it was great to be there. Uh, we Then we we spent uh, a few days up in Toronto and Ottawa and uh, called a Senators game. Uh, really, really nice arena uh, up there if you're ever in the uh the Ottawa area absolutely you should check it out the Canadian Tire Center uh very nice arena the you know the the tickets uh, are going to come a little bit cheaper than Maple Leafs tickets the Leafs were not in town 
when we were in Toronto, so that's why we ended up at the at the Senators. But uh, Senators picked up a win. Uh, the the thing that struck me, both of those teams, it was the Senators and the Coyotes. Really, no Russians on either team. Uh, I'm I'm used to the the Caps that just had have a stockpile uh, of Russians. I think they keep them in a closet or something somewhere. But um, the 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 game was fun. Uh, always always good to see NHL hockey live. Uh, we were about seven rows off the ice there, so um, that's always fun as well when you're when you're up close to the action. Uh, then we we walked around Toronto. We we went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. As I was there, I think when I was uh, you know ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Um, so I didn't remember a lot of it. Uh, it, it was neat because we actually got there um, not long after it opened, um, so it, it wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, so we got to spend a lot of times checking out uh, the exhibits and uh, some of the interactive uh, games and things that they have have there. So um, you know, if you're if you're a hockey fan at all, you should you should definitely check out uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, and then we went to Ann Arbor. Uh, it was my wife. She's a Michigan fan. It was her first time uh, ever there. It was my first time ever there. It's a, we we got to um, we got to get tickets for a tour. Uh, of their basketball arena and uh, a little bit of the of the big house on Friday, and then uh, catch the game on Saturday. And um, I mean, w- the, that stadium uh, you see pictures of it, and, and it, it does not do it justice in any way, shape, or form. How massive everything in that in that stadium is. Uh, Michigan got a big win, and of course, um, you know the the events of later that evening. Uh, even propelled Michigan in, into an even higher uh, spot than they were, but uh, it was an awesome trip. It really was. I had a blast. Uh, today was the first day back at work, so uh, dragging a little bit <laughs> uh, today. But um, you know, the the one thing that that struck me the 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 most surprising, I think, of the trip was how quiet the crowd was at Michigan. One hundred and eleven thousand and change. Uh, was the announced attendance, and it was it was vastly quieter than it was at Notre Dame, where there's 81. So it's about 30,000 more people at Michigan. And I, and the only thing I can chalk it up to, Dave, is that Michigan, you know, they were playing an Illinois team who, uh, with the exception of Rutgers, might be the worst team in the Big Ten. So I think the crowd just kind of knew that we're going to win. Um, you know, when, when, if there's a big play or a score, you know, the crowd got loud, but for the most part, it was very quiet. Um, you know, Notre Dame stadium for four quarter, four quarters, uh, it was absolutely louder, um, than, than Michigan stadium. And even my wife, we talked, we, she even said that. Uh, so it's not just me trying to pull the Notre Dame bias card out. Uh, she even said that as well. Um, but I, I I do think it had to do with uh, the fact that it wasn't it wasn't a heavily contested contest uh, at uh, at Michigan. But no, it was it was a great trip. Um, I, I hope it, I get back to both of those stadiums, um, especially Notre Dame, in, in less time than the uh, seventeen years that it's taken me from the last time I saw a game there. Good. Uh, welcome back, and uh, let's talk some football, man. Yeah. So, um, 
college football uh, ha- has, you know, I, I think uh, changed a lot. Uh, when you when you look at, I, I, I can't exactly remember uh, what the rankings looked like a few weeks back, but I know it didn't go Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, and Washington uh, as your as your top four in both the AP and the coaches poll because Ohio State lost this weekend, but a team that still controls their fate. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, they, they, if they win out, uh, I, they will still be in the, in the college football playoff, but there's no room for mistake anymore. Uh, and to me, the most glaring thing watching that game on Saturday against Penn state is, you know, this isn't the first time that Ohio state's been exposed this year. They're young. Don't get me wrong. You know, I think they might be being as high as they were ranked as high as they were, I think was you know, maybe a year ahead of, of where they actually are. But, you know, th- this is a team that, uh, you know, has been exposed a few times and has kind of gotten by the skin of their teeth a few times, uh, and, and their luck ran out Saturday in, uh, in, in at Penn State, uh, who is now ranked, uh, which kind of came out of nowhere, I thought. But, I mean, you can't deny them. You're, they're a team that's, uh, you know, 5-2 and two right now. And uh, you know, it's a close loss to Pitt, and and then uh, uh, then I think they also lost to uh, Michigan, who's now the number two team in the country. So, um, f- you know, for Ohio State, you know, it, it's either going to wake them up, or or you know, they could end up with a couple, you know, two or three losses maybe by the end of this uh, end of this year. And there's some teams, you know, Texas A&M lost to Alabama, but uh, you know, they're still in the top ten; they can still make it interesting. The, the the big thing for me, Dave, is is I'm looking at that number five team right now in Louisville as a team that uh, can definitely definitely make some noise and 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 maybe sneak into that playoff. Um, but uh, but somebody's somebody's going to have to lose. Somebody above them that will have to lose. But and uh, and I and I should point this out, and then I'll let you uh, kind of go over some of your thoughts. Is as I'm looking as I'm looking over these top 25s here, um, the AP poll. There, there's a team, and maybe I'm just not looking low enough. Uh, a Houston team that seems to have disappeared, uh, and I remember being chastised, not necessarily by you, but there were some people well, on you Twitter. Were a little bit by me. A little bit by you, but I, I was really chewed out early in the year by some people on Twitter that uh, that because I said that Houston would would should and would need help to get into the playoff and that I quite frankly didn't think that they uh, necessarily deserved a spot in the college football playoff at least on their own uh, on their own merits and I seem to have been proven right because uh, of course I called the Navy win that that happened uh, the Navy win over Houston that happened before we took our break and uh, and now Houston lost again so Houston is now six and two. Uh, they fell thirteen spots in the uh, in the coaches poll. They're still twenty fourth there. They have fallen out of the AP poll, and uh, no playoffs for Houston. Uh, I hate to say I'm right. No, I don't hate to say I'm right. I was right about Houston, Dave. What's uh, what's your thoughts from college football uh, over the past couple weeks? Well, since we're on the Houston topic. Um, I think it would have been I, – I, I really think this Houston-Louisville game is going to be very interesting because Louisville has to pound the crap out of them uh, in order to make this look good for them. 
So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But my other question relating to that is, should um, is it possible that the S or I guess it would be the ACC? Is it possible that they get two schools into this playoff? I mean, you have you have the Big Ten, and whoever comes out of the Big Ten is obviously in. You have the SEC, whoever comes out of that is in, and whoever comes out of the ACC more than likely is in. If Washington goes down, uh, do you give the second bid to to a one loss Clemson, a one loss Louisville team, assuming Clemson beats Florida State this week? Do you give Louisville the second bid if uh, Clemson? comes out of the championship game or if Louisville comes out of the championship game. I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things to watch the second half of this year and how that transpires. Um, college football though, uh, definitely very interesting couple slates of games uh, past two weekends. I think one thing that uh, uh, I don't want to say I'm clear on, but it seems clear and again that Bama is the best team in the country, uh, but I'm still not sold on this Bama team. and I'm still not sold on a quarterback. Uh, they just keep blowing people away, though. So they're going to keep uh, keep making me eat my words on it. But uh, I'm still not sold on this Alabama team. Uh, so we'll kind of see what happens. I think they have a big showdown. I think they're in LSU next weekend. So that could be uh, extremely interesting. And the, uh, the part that intrigues me about that a little bit more is both teams, I believe, are off this week. I might be, I'm pretty sure Alabama is. I'm pretty sure LSU is. Not 100% positive on that. But uh, both teams being off, this could be a very interesting – following week for that game. Um, obviously, I was thrilled with Penn State beating Ohio State. Um, always good to see the local team do well. Whether you like it or not, Jim, it's always nice to see <laughs> them do well. I'll say, I, I, I can argue that, but we'll let that go. I was so happy more, they uh, I was happy they won this week. I was actually rooting for Penn State this week uh, because I'm just I'm sick of Buckeye fans. I'm sick of Urban Meyer. <laughs> Just gonna, it's just going to make that win over Michigan for Ohio State that much sweeter when I Whoa. pick them and you pick Michigan. I'm, I'm not going there. I'm not touching that. We don't have to touch that for, for a couple weeks yet. I'm not even going there. There's a, there's a preview for you, folks. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, I think it's been, uh, I think it's been very interesting. Um, I think it has been a, a unbelievable bunch of games. Um, you have two great games this weekend, Clemson, Florida State. And you have uh, – Washington at Utah, um, both of the home teams are significant underdogs of uh, close to a touchdown, I think, in Florida State's case. And I think uh, I think Utah's close to catching double digits. So uh, obviously expecting both teams to win or both road teams to win. But anytime you go into hostile territory, it's, it's tough in college. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things, things transpire. But it's uh, going to be interesting. Uh, one other thing I think is worth noting, uh, you know how I like the, the odd teams. Uh, I think it's pretty sweet seeing, I believe it's Western Michigan. I might be wrong about that, but I believe it's Western Michigan that's ranked for the first time in school history, undefeated. Yeah, and that uh, number real, 20. Real uh, real interesting team. Uh, I think I think they play the right team in a bowl, uh, assuming they win out, that it could be a very – some uh, big-name college school could be in for a rude awakening catching them in a bowl or in a uh, very similar situ- situation to uh, this Houston team of last year that they just kept winning and kept winning. And then they, they got into a bowl and everyone said, Oh, they haven't played anyone. And I believe Houston stopped all over Florida state last year. So uh, just another interesting situation that could pan out, but uh, we'll see on that. So uh, anything else you want to throw on on college football there, big Jim, uh, for the record, the, the Indians have scored and it's five to one. They broke up the no hitter. 
Okay. All right. So five to one. Um, now, when, when you when you brought up about does the ACC get a second team? I mean, it's certainly possible. Uh, you also have to wonder if um, if the Big Ten, depending how things shake out, because what happens if Michigan goes seven and or it goes twelve and zero? Um, let's say Nebraska's sitting there at seven and zero, and I think you know they would meet in the uh, in the conference championship if if my uh, memory of the the divisional breakdown in the Big Ten serves me correctly. Uh, and what happens if that game, you know, is a three point deficit? You know, if if, it, if it's a, if it's a field goal difference, um, you know, in that game, and you have, uh, you know, you know, Louisville Falls and Ohio State. I mean, it's going to be really interesting over these next couple of weeks. Like this is this is the really the time when college football, and I love college football. I've always loved college more than the NFL. Uh, this year I, I, <laughs> I love the NFL more, uh, or at least my favorite team in the NFL, um, because at least they, they give me something to smile about, uh, on the weekend. But, um, you know, it, it, this is the part where it gets a, a whole lot of fun because you're, you're looking at these situations and how are things going to break out? And just when you think you have it figured out, just when you think, that this is this is exactly what the playoff is going to be. This is what the top four is going to shake out. This team can't lose. There's no way this team can lose. And then there's you know what what ESPN and everybody calls you know sh- you know what shakedown Saturday or upset Saturday. The, the, there always seems to be one week where things just get real weird in college football, and that's what I love about it. And I got nervous. I got nervous for my wife on Saturday because we're, you know, we're going to that Michigan Illinois game and we're watching college game day. And the they're at the bottom. They they're scrolling the different games, and ESPN has their like FPI index of, um, you know, the the percentage of who's going to win, who's going to lose. And they had Michigan at a ninety nine percent chance. Because I, I don't think you can ever put it at a hundred percent, because you know, j- just because there's always going to be that weird situation where one thing goes wrong in the first quarter and the whole thing falls apart, whatever. But I'm I'm going in. I'm we're, we're going in with a shuttle bus from from our hotel towards the stadium, and in the back of my mind, I'm going, what am I going to do if like what am I going to do? If Michigan loses, because when we left Notre Dame, she just kept saying, I, you know, I, I just feel bad that Notre Dame lost. And I said, I mean, it sucks they lost, but I I, I kind of assumed it was going to happen. I, I really I I was joking uh, when I said that I expect them to lose by 30, but I truly didn't expect them to win because that's just the way that this season has gone. But I'm like, there's no reason at all that uh, that Michigan should lose to Illinois but what happens if they do how do i handle the situation if, if they lose it, you know of course thankfully i didn't have to didn't have to worry about that as Michigan won what, 44 to 7 or something like that but just when we think we get this thing figured out uh, something is going to go just absolutely haywire some saturday and you're going to have one of those days where like six out of the top 10 teams lose 
<laughs> or something crazy. And that's what I love about college football. That's what's so great about it this time of year because it, you know, every everything becomes a lot more critical because you can lose early in the year and you can recover. This starts to get to be the time of the year where you don't have that luxury because you just don't have enough games left on the schedule uh to 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 win out and 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 um get back into the into the fight so you know it, this, this is going to be fun and, and there's there's a couple of teams there i mean you can't you can't take a&m out of the conversation right now i guess you can't take baylor out of the conversation i think they're one of the more surprising teams given everything that went on uh in the off season and you know you're looking at west virginia team 6 and 0 ranked 10th right now um, you know, they, they could sneak up into this thing, depending what happens, because again, you look at it, there's going to, there's going to be teams ahead of them that are, that are going to lose. It's going to happen. So if teams like that can keep the pedal down and keep going the, you know, right now, my top four, my playoff, if, if, you know, if it were happening or, or as I see it playing out, because I think Clemson loses at some point, my playoff would be. Alabama one, Michigan two, Washington three, Louisville four. That's what I think the playoff is going to look like as we're sitting here on the show tonight. Will it be that when the when the playoff actually happens? Probably not, because like I said, things are going to get weird. Do you have do you what, what what do you think is going to be what the college football playoff will look like? Wow, that's a uh, that's a loaded question thrown right at me. Uh out of nowhere there, big guy. Damn right. Um, four teams in the playoff. You obviously got to go with Bama. Um, I, I think LSU is going to give them a hell of a fight next week. Um, whether they hold on to that or not, um, that's yet to be seen. Um, out of the Big Ten, uh, I think Ohio State's going to get through somehow. I, I just – I don't know why. I just uh, – I think that Ohio State Michigan is going to be one heck of a game. That's got game game of the year material all over it. Um, I already called the game of the year though with uh, Clemson Louisville, so that might be game of the game of the year one uh, B or something like that. But uh, <laughs> that game is going to be absolutely phenomenal to watch. Two schools that absolutely hate each other going at it. Um, I think whoever comes out of the other side of the Big Ten, uh, it's a it's a cakewalk. Whoever Michigan or Ohio State coming at those two. The, the, the teams out of the other side, the Nebraska, the Wisconsin, uh, I think Wisconsin's on the other side. I might be wrong. I always forget about the Big Ten. But uh, whoever comes out of that other side, um, they're going to get stomped in the Big Ten title game, assuming everyone's healthy. Um, so I think I, I'm going to go Alabama, Ohio State. Um, I think Clemson gets through. I think Clemson gets one heck of a scare this week. Um, I think they get through, though, so we'll see how that works. Um, and as your fourth team, man, I just don't know who to pick. Um, gut tells me that Washington goes down at some point. They're just playing too absolutely phenomenal right now. Um, but I, I think they go down at some point, maybe like a USC gets them in the, the, uh, the, the pack 10, 12, whatever the heck conference they are right now, title game. Um, I, I, I think the, the uh, the ACC gets two schools in. I think. Uh, what, what do you do? What do you do if uh, Florida beats Clemson this weekend? Then what do you do? 
that, that, that would make things so interesting. I almost want to root for it to happen because I love pandemonium. Oh, yeah. At this point, anything chaotic. You know, I'm I'm voting I'm voting for chaos at this point because you know obviously it would take probably some sort of miracle for my team to even make a bowl game more or less <laughs> you know so so that now that that's clean out of the picture long ago um, let let chaos reign as it when it comes to college you didn't hear football. the news today, Big Jim. What's that? Notre Dame suspended their football team. They're focusing on basketball from now on. It sounds like a probably favorable idea, at least this year. So, I mean, there's at least 30 games, so they might get the six wins on the year. <laughs> so, s- simple yes or no question, and then we'll get to our um, predictions for this week. Notre Dame would have to go 4-1 and one in their last five. Any chance it happens? Who do they play? Uh, they have Miami this week, then Navy, Army, Virginia Tech and USC. They have to win four out of those. I'll make you a wager right now that they don't win more than two. That they don't win more than two. Um, what's the wager? I mean, that, that, because I, I honestly think that as I as I'm looking at the uh, Shamrock Series jersey that's hanging above my uh, hanging above the setup here in the studio. I, I'm going in my head. That's the only game that I see that as a definite win, and I even say that like out of the side of my mouth, um, and that that would be the game against Army. Um, so what? What I mean, what is the what is the wager? Well, be a it'll be a gentleman's wager, of course. What else would we wager? Well, that's true. Um, Notre Dame, you're saying that they win. Le- so you, you're you saying they only win one or zero of those? I'm saying they win one or zero. Two is a nobody wins, and we each buy each other a beer for fun. And then you have to have three, four, or five. All right, what the Which hell? Going to happen? So. What? What the hell? I mean, it, what is it? It's a beer. Big deal. I'll take that. Free beer, folks. <laughs> so uh, just so let me know. Just the, uh, you want to give the call in quick before you uh, we go down the football poll picks here. Yeah, sure can. If you uh, want to get in on the discussion and anything that uh, you have on your mind, uh, the number is 401-347-0613. When prompted, use pin 29312. Again, that's 401-347-0613 and use pin 29312. Um, so, Dave, just let me know, um, you know, between now and – uh, the the end of the season. What uh, what beer you want, or, or uh, we'll we'll deal with that when the uh, the time comes. Because I I, I honestly you, you can you can pick, sir. As long as it's cold, I'm happy. All right, you you got you got that. So let's uh, let's run down the Saturday, uh, or I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be all Saturday because I think there's I think there might be one Friday game, right? Yes, actually, Man, there's a Thursday. You're way ahead of yourself here, Jimmy. Oh, what about? Oh, we have to recap. We, a, we, we have, have to catch up. Game, and B, I have to go over these records. All right, let's go over their college football records. You are at a spectacular 110 and 41, which is a 72.8 win percentage. I am 11 games ahead of you at 121 and 30. Damn. Over 80%. Just throwing that out there. I mean, that's impressive for both of us. So let's be honest. 
I mean, one is more impressive than the other, but oh, I, well, I couldn't fault you at seventy-two percent. Right. I mean, I mean, seventy-two. That 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 that's pretty good. But yeah, you, man, I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for you to have a week in college like I just had in the NFL. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I have been waiting for that conversation all week. <laughs> so we're uh, starting the picks here. Um, first pick is on Thursday. Um, I'm going to give you a little preview here, Big Jim. I think that this could potentially be the week that you were talking about that all hell breaks loose in college football. So just throwing that out there a little bit. Uh, we'll see if I'm right or not. But I think there are some very, very interesting games this week. Uh, first game you have uh, on Thursday night, you have number 25, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> visits Pitt. Um, I'm going with the upset here. I'm thinking the Pitt Panthers Thursday night. You know, this one's going to be close. I, I really do think Pitt, Pitt's a team that uh, I think I think some people underrate. And uh, and I think Virginia Tech, I mean, they got they got kind of rocked a little bit. But uh, I'll go, I'm going to go with the Hokies on the road, but it's going to be tight. I think it's going to come down to um, something something late in the fourth quarter. Definitely. Uh, it should be an actual pretty good game to watch on uh, Thursday. So we have a competitive football game to watch over this uh, Roger Ball crap we have. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely discuss that. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to Thursday then. We have the team that seems to be haunting me in college football. I think they're responsible for three of my losses now. So 10% of my losses are attributed to Navy. <laughs> um, number 22, Navy. Navy is at USF, University of South Florida. Uh, I'm going with the University of South Florida. Navy, you can uh, you can bite me in the rear again, but uh, I'm picking against you again. I'll say I'm going with the midshipmen, man. I'm I'm going to keep rolling the, those dice until, until it screws me over. Let's go Navy. All right, moving on to Saturday. We have number 10, West Virginia. Uh, paying a visit to Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm going with the upset here. West Virginia goes down. Oklahoma State. Wow. Yeah, you are you are calling for chaos th- this weekend. Right out right out of the gate here. Um, no, I, I think West Virginia is too good. Um, Oklahoma State. I, I know they're five and two, but I think West Virginia is just a little too good here. So I'm going with the Mountaineers. Well, we'll see. I think West Virginia is a tad overrated, pretty soft schedule so far, but uh, they have been playing some good football, so definitely one of those uh, we will see. Um, so before we get to this next pick, I do have to ask you a question. Okay. Um, did you ever in your life think that you would see a day where Michigan State is catching 24.5 points at home versus Michigan? No. This Michigan State team is is maybe the the most sh- shocking uh, of Power Five teams this year. Uh, it's not it's not that they are. It's not even that they're two and five. It's how they've gotten to two and five. I mean they they are they they are just bad. I, I and it, it, it I still. It's still stunning to me how Notre Dame lost to that team, and and that tells you where Notre Dame's at. But Michigan State is just, is just real bad, and I know, yeah, I saw it, it had opened at eighteen, and I guess it's gotten even worse. I mean, 
this one this one it could be as lopsided as as the last two Michigan games. It really could. Yeah, Michigan has no choice. They have to run the score up. So I think it's uh, I think it's pretty obvious uh, we're taking Michigan here. Yes. Um, I, I think this is going to be another barn burner. Um, I think this Michigan State team has absolutely quit, um, which is never good to see. Um, I think uh, I can't think of the coach's name, but I think he's lost the locker room from the little bits and pieces that I'm seeing. But uh, I think that this one's going to get ugly and get ugly quick. Yeah, no, it it is, you know, and and I don't think we're we're at any point this year going to see a repeat of the seventy eight nothing drubbing that that they they put at, at Rutgers, but um, the I think the I want to say forty four to seven. I think it ended up being forty four to seven this past week against Illinois. That is certainly possible. Uh, maybe even something in the fifties to less than ten. I mean, it, it's this this might be I don't know the the complete history of this rivalry but there's a possibility in my opinion that this could be the most lopsided win on either side of this rivalry I mean it, it, it's the, the 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 two teams couldn't be further apart yeah and this is one of those with the rivalry game too I like to think that there's a way that Michigan State comes out and just all fired up but I don't know that the players care and they're just not uh trying to avoid injury at this point so yeah uh we will see but uh moving on to the next game um we have number 24 penn state yes the first time that they have been ranked um i think that the win last week got uh bought franklin a little bit of time on his uh tenure with penn state uh being local to penn state you heard a lot of grumblings about his coaching and uh beat ohio state and all that gets silenced real quick so um huge win for them last week um with that being said they're they are at purdue this week um, they're laying two touchdowns. Uh, there's no way they get off the bus this week. Um, Penn State is absolutely not going to care it's about this game. They're going to sleepwalk through the game. Um, they're they, they, they're going to be told all week on how great this Penn State team is because they beat Ohio State. Um, they're just going to sleepwalk through this game. But uh, if there's one thing I say a lot when, when, when looking into Big Ten games, uh, it, it isn't Purdue in Lafayette there. They're Perdont. So I'm going with Penn State in a close one, but uh, I don't think Perdont gets off the bus, or per, I don't think Penn State gets off the bus, and this game is a lot closer than it should be. Uh, I'm going to go with Purdue. I, I think uh, I think this has absolutely um, just let down written all over it. Um, oh, there's no doubt. I mean, and and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to to slight Penn State. I mean, I've never been a Penn State guy, but you you play that game on Saturday at Happy Valley nine more times, and I think Ohio State wins at least eight. Um, and I'm them by double digits. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that to, to be disrespectful, but Ohio State is the better team by a lot. Oh, there's no doubt. Like by a lot, so so I think, you know, just everything everything fell together the the absolute right way, and 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 give tons of credit, you know, to to Penn State for capitalizing when they had the opportunities to capitalize. That being said, they're going to buy their own hype. Uh, I think James Franklin is going to help them buy their own hype, uh, and and they are going to get they're going to get shocked uh, on on Saturday at Purdue. And uh, and people are back here at home are gonna you know for as quick as the 
uh, hot seat cooled off for James Franklin. I think, you know, it's it's at least going to be put back on like the warming burner um, after this week because people are going to go, how the hell did you go from beating Ohio State uh, to, you know, to, to losing to Purdue? So uh, I'm calling Purdue at the upset. A good call, uh, definitely one I would look at, but I got more uh, more ones that were going to happen, so uh, going to stay on that bandwagon. Uh, number five, Louisville heads to Virginia. Uh, Virginia's thirty-three point home dogs. Uh, <laughs> both of us are going to be on Louisville here, uh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, no question. Uh, next game, then we have I'm trying to read my chicken scratch here. Uh, Northwestern is hosting Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State is tw- or. Ohio State is at home. Sorry about that. Uh, 26 point favorites. Um, this game is going to be an absolute blowout. Uh, Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes are going to take out all of their frustration from last week on uh, Northwestern. Uh, Ohio State is going to absolutely trounce them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Northwestern. I know they they kind of you know, righted the ship a little bit after the way the season started, but. Um... They'd be better off just just spotting Ohio State like sixty and just not even getting on the field. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely in agreement with that. Um, next, we have our first big big game of the week. We have number four Washington traveling to number seventeen Utah. Who would have thought that we'd be talking about Utah versus Washington being a huge college football game? And I never thought I would dream of saying as big of a college football guy as we are, but uh, that is an insane game with huge implications. Uh, I'm taking Washington, but I think this is going to be a very, very close game. Yeah, I think, yeah, to, to your point, it, to, to think that this is a game that will have major implications on the college football playoff. First off, saying the college football playoff, is is still crazy, you know. It's still hard to believe that there's actually a playoff in major college football, uh, even though there should have never not been one. But uh, and and that this game is going to have a major impact. It, it, yeah, it's it's nuts. You, you I, I'm I'm worried for Washington because the environment's going to be crazy, and then that's the thing you can never control. I think Washington is the better team. I think they, you know, they have been playing unbelievable football uh throughout this season on the way to the 7-0 the 7-0 they're sitting at um the environment's going to be nuts and I think it is going to require a fourth quarter comeback but Washington will pick up the win they'll survive the day on Saturday I think uh Browning's going to get his Heisman moment here I think he comes back and uh gives uh your boy in Louisville a run for his money there Next yeah. game, we have number eight, Baylor, traveling to Texas. Texas is catching three and a half at home. Uh, Going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, Texas has been absolutely terrible since starting off uh, with a huge win week one. Um, I'm not quite sure who they played. Eat I'll, uh, shit. let you touch on that, but uh, have to bring that one up. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they are uh, definitely something that uh, have – they've fallen off the wagon, but not uh, Michigan State falling off the cliff. Uh, I think this is a game that Texas gets up for. This is an in-state recruiting game. Um, Baylor ha- Baylor's best win to this point is Oklahoma State at home. Um, I'm taking Texas in the upset. Wow. No. Um, 
I think I think Texas might put out a little bit more effort uh, than they have, but um, I think much like Michigan State, I think this is a this is a team that's giving up, and uh, I think that much like I agree with what kind of what you said, Michigan State probably going to be looking for a new coach this year. I, I don't think there's any question uh, there will be a different coach on the sidelines uh, in Texas if you believe. Some of the rumors from this week, uh, it will it will be um, uh, Tom Herman, but uh, that obviously will remain to be seen. Don't like to play the rumor the rumor mill too much, but I don't see Texas beating Baylor. I don't see Texas beating anybody uh, the rest of the way. And yeah, we know who they beat at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Moving on, we have number fourteen, Florida. At Georgia, traveling down to the hedges. Uh, this is probably the toughest game for me in one of the toughest games in the top 25. Um, I really, really think that Georgia puts up a heck of a fight here, but I just cannot pick them. Um, I don't know what's telling me to stay with Florida, but uh, Georgia's catching eight at home, a huge SEC rivalry game. Uh, but I got to go with uh, Florida here reluctantly. I really want to circle Georgia, but I just can't do it. No, I can't either. Um, I think Georgia, they're they're in a transition um, from Mark Richt and and uh, kind of redirecting that program. Uh, they're going to have ups and downs. It'll be a close one. You know, it's 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 an SEC, it's a rivalry thing. Uh, but I can't not pick Florida in this one. Definitely, uh, number thirteen, Boise State goes to Wyoming. Uh, Boise State for me, I don't know much about either team other than uh, I believe Boise's trying to run up the run up the ladder here yeah I, i'm gonna go boise state um yeah i don't know much about either of them but um they're they're better they're gonna win <laughs> kansas at oklahoma uh, oklahoma playing 40 points at home uh, obviously both taking oklahoma so we're not gonna waste any time on that correct <laughs> um number seven nebraska undefeated in the big 10 undefeated overall travels to number nine or number 11 wisconsin uh, I'm going. I'm continuing my trend here. I'm going to go with the upset. Uh, I'm taking the the Badgers at home. Um, I think Nebraska is one of the most overrated teams, along with Baylor, in college football. I don't think they've been tested at all so far in this this season. Uh, so I'm taking Wisconsin to upset uh, number seven Nebraska at home based on the rankings. Uh, but Wisconsin is favored in Vegas, so it wouldn't be a technical upset. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to help me make up ground. Uh, in the what would what, you say eleven games behind that I am, but I'm going to pick Wisconsin as well. I think they're the better team. I don't think Nebraska is all that good. I don't think they've been tested at all. Um, this would be the first time it's going to be on the road. It's going to be at night. Um, Wisconsin's the better team, and they're going to show it this weekend. Definitely agreement there. Um, second hardest game for me to pick this week is number fifteen Auburn at Ole Miss. Um, everyone is buying into Auburn all of a sudden. Uh, kind of, I, I kind of like to pick against when this happens. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm sold on Auburn yet. Uh, they, they've, they've had some interesting trends this year. They had two or three games in a row where they had less than 14 points or 16 points and uh, relied on their field goal kicker in one games. And then the, the couple games they've had that they've had. 40 points in back-to-back games or something along those lines. This is a really trendy team. 
Um, I'm just not sure what to make of them. I don't have a good pulse for them at all right now. Um, I think they're going to – their first – I don't want to say their first test, but a true road test here going to Ole Miss. Um, I think Ole Miss beats Auburn. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in it, uh, but I'm going to extend my lead with uh, Miss upsetting Auburn here. Uh, I, I'm going to go Auburn. I, I don't. I don't know that I'm necessarily kind of buying in to kind of this hype machine that they've become, but uh, I do think that they're better than Old Miss. Uh, Old Miss is just so up and down, so all over the place. Um, and despite being at home in, in an SEC battle, uh, I, I like Auburn to come out uh, with the win. We'll see again. I believe that's our sixth game, and we have different so far. You can cut the lead in half right there. Um, number 18, Tennessee travels to South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina's catching 13 and a half at home. Uh, I'm on Tennessee here. I'm not really high on uh, Jalen Hurd and company, but uh, I, I think they have enough to beat South Carolina here. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Tennessee's Tennessee's better. Um, they, you know, they they. I've bought into them a lot this year, um, and at times it's it's worked out well. I, I overbought into them when they played Alabama, uh, but uh, I think they I think they pick up the win here. Definitely, uh, New New Mexico travels to number nine Texas A and M. Uh, we're both taking Texas A and M. Said and done, easy. Yes, I'm taking the Aggies in this one. Uh, last game on the slate. Uh, this is the toughest game for me. Uh, number number three, Clemson, is at number 12, Florida State. Um, game is currently sitting, a uh, little bit of preview here, the game is currently sitting, Florida State is getting four points at home. Um, means to me that if we flip the, I always like to flip it and see if that makes sense to me. Cause that always tries to tell me when a, uh, when a line is potentially off or fishy. Um, I see this one as a little fishy to me. Um, if, if this game was in Clemson, Florida State would be catching almost uh, 10, 11, 12 points, depending on how uh, some of the bets came in. Uh, it seems like an awful lot for a rivalry game. Um, I, I, I want to put trigger on Florida State so bad in this. Um, what, the, what, they, what Florida State has to do to win is they have to run uh, Davin Cook a whole bunch. Uh, he, he's going to be the key to the game that they got to establish him and uh, slow down Deshaun Watson and company. Um, I think that Clemson wins this game on a last-second field goal. Um, they escaped NC State a couple weekends ago, but I think uh, I think Clemson's undefeated season remains, and they barely get by Florida State. I think Clemson is the slightly better team, um, but I know from watching night games at Florida State that. Uh, it seems to be kind of one of those environments where any kind of anything can happen. Uh, I I think that Florida State finds a way to win and and just adds to the the chaos. As you know, Tuesday we turn the we turn the page to to November, so we're 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 getting closer to, again. Like I said, to those times when games really start to matter. And moments really start to matter. And if this was at Clemson, I'd go, I'd go Clemson hands down. But being at Florida State, I think it changes the game entirely. And I think at home, Florida State's going to find a way to pull off the upset. And if they do it big enough, 
And this is what's crazy, too, is you have Florida State at 12, Wisconsin at 11. They have two losses. If they can pull the upsets this weekend and do them in, in impressive enough fashion, those two teams with two losses, depending how the chaos plays out, um, are still going to be in the conversation for the playoff. And, and that, that to me, is nuts. But, you know, win the big games, especially close to the end of the year because that's when stuff gets fresh in people's minds. So, um, you know, losses in September get forgotten. Wins in November get remembered. And, um, you know, I, I think Florida State's going to go a long way uh, in at least making an argument in the month of November. Uh, but I think that uh, that will probably prove to to be a little uh, too little too late for them, but uh, they'll get the win this week. It should be a heck of a game to watch. But uh, wrapping wrapping things up here in college, and again, I'll uh, I'll kick it back to you then. But uh, hopefully, we can get some callers for the NFL. It's been a wild ride, but uh, the games that we have different. I uh, you have Virginia Tech, I have Pittsburgh. You have Navy, I have USF. You have West Virginia, I have Oklahoma State. I have Penn State. You have Perdant. Uh, you have Baylor. I have Texas. You have Auburn. I have Ole Miss. And I have Clemson. You have Florida State. So if I count that right, that's uh, seven games that are different. And yep. considering about five of the games I picked, you went, ew. Uh, if I come out ahead this week, uh, you're done, sir. Yeah. Yeah, this this one uh, is either going to make or break me for the rest of the year. So um, let's take a quick pause here. Uh let, let's pay a couple of bills here for NGSE Sports. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the NFL. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. You have the power to create the life you want. How? Visit the web store on www.iempower.com to find out more. That's i-em-power.com. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Podcast NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Jim and Dave here with you. Visit us on Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast. You can find the link to our show there, as well as information and posts that we put up. And we always get up our picks uh, that you hear on the show, but we also get them up on the Facebook page. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, you can make sure you check out all of the shows on NGSC Sports Radio by going to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio app, search NGSC. Also, take in all of the uh, all of the content and everything there on the homepage NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Dave, uh, before we get into the picks here um, and 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 the recap of where we're sitting at, um, the NFL 
you know, of course, the, the, there's been the, the, the controversies with the national anthem and all of that noise that we just don't want to talk about here because uh, that's not really what this show is designed to be. So we're not going to get into that. But the, the NFL kind of has this ratings problem, and people keep trying to point the finger at the um, at the anthem protest. You know what I think the problem is with, with the ratings of the NFL program programming? is the quality of the NFL programming. Um, we, we've gone through seven weeks. We're almost uh, almost at the halfway point of the season. And there has been a lot of bad football. And I'm talking the, the, the bad football has been the times when there's only one game on. So your Thursday night games are a true. Thursday night football should just be done away with. Um, because... The, the, the preparation for it, everything that, that goes into it, it, it just, it's never been good. Get get rid, The NFL needs to get rid of Thursday night football. But then even the Sunday night games have been bad. We had a 6-6 tie this week, this past week. A 6-6 tie in a game that was more boring than that score even sounds. Monday night football a lot of times has been bad. Like, there, there's just been a lot of bad football. Am I, am I wrong here? It, it pains me to say it, but you're not wrong at all. Um, I don't know what. Wait, wait, wait. Can you um, can you say that one more time? Just I like hearing. Nope, it. Nope, not doing it. You're, it's recorded. You can listen to it. You can put it on rap. I certainly. Well, I'm going to make a sound clip so I can just hit that button uh, over and over, week after week. Whatever you got to do, to sleep at night, big guy. But uh, the the thing that's interesting to me about this, and we were having this debate uh, Monday night, and I had it with a coworker earlier. Um. I don't know what the issue is other than the fact that the NFL is going through a change right now. Um, it's almost going back to a defensive type game. And it was, and this is my opinion completely, of course. Um, it, it was a, it was a quarterback and wide receiver type game the past five, six, seven years. Um, and that, that created this high scoring. Um, I think you have some, some people that that's all they want to see with the NFL. But then I think you have to factor in, too, the fact that um, th there is a lot of lack of superstars in the NFL right now. I mean, you're, you're, you're a casual fan, not the nuts that live and breathe it all day Sunday like us. Um, but I think there is a lack of superstars that's hurting things at the moment, too. I mean, you, you're, you have a couple superstar wide receivers. You have a couple superstar quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know. I could. I would even make the argument you don't have a superstar running back in the league right now. Um, you have a couple that are potential, but to me, you got to be a superstar a couple years in a row in order to be considered a superstar. But the 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 other thing that's interesting to me, um, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, um, why doesn't the NFL try a Friday night game? It would give them an extra day extra day of rest. I know that that's typically high school games, but. Uh, Give it a try. I mean, it can't be worse than this Thursday product that we have. But the, the other thing going along with it, uh, why don't we stretch out the game schedules? Start some games that, and again, I'm probably going out on the deep end here and tell me that right away, but I love waking up and having a football game at 10 o'clock or 9.30 from London. Um, why can't we start an East Coast team at uh, 11 o'clock or something like that and rotate it through the East Coast teams or something and extend extend the football day for some of these guys and get more games on TV and get rid of these midweek games. I mean, 
we get to watch Jacksonville at Tennessee this week. Uh, isn't that something that's going to attract football fans? I mean, you're trying to grow the, the ratings. And the, the thing that's interesting about it is the college ratings are skyrocketing right now. And that's just in complete contrast to the NFL. So um, I've rambled on uh, along enough on this, uh, but I know you'll have a couple comments on a couple of things I said. So fire away, big guy. No, I, I like the morning games. You know, I, I always find myself on a Sunday morning, like, you know, frantically checking my fantasy lineup going you know it tinkering with the lineup where uh, when you get these london weeks uh, i tend to just kind of watch the game and just you know i, I don't i don't uh, do too much uh tinkering with the fantasy lineup so i'm only you know i and i'm not going to uh say that you're um the opposite of wrong here but I, I I will say that you know I I I would have no problem with it with a Sunday morning game uh, every week maybe not nine thirty like they're starting but you know ten or eleven why not and that rolls right into uh, right into one o'clock and then it rolls right into four and then it rolls into Sunday night so um, I mean you could even uh, you could even stagger your times you'll let you know two teams start two games start at eleven two start at one two start at three. You know, stagger your times a little bit so you can watch the second half of the games. Yeah, no, I I, I, I know it drives the networks absolutely nuts, but uh, you know, if, there, if there's a World Series game on and there's a football game on, the way the NFL has been this year, I'm picking the World Series over every day of the week. I mean, we were out at the bar after uh, after our bowling league on Monday night this past week, and we were watching hockey over this uh, Roger Ball product that was absolutely a joke. I mean. Uh, Brock fumbled when he went back to throw the ball. The ball just slipped out of his hand. Yeah, that, that's not a watchable product. That, that's a multi-million dollar mistake the Texans are wishing they didn't make. But, um, yeah, I mean, th- like this Sunday, the only reason I'm going to be watching Sunday Night Football is because the Cowboys are involved. Otherwise, there's a WWE pay-per-view, and I'd be watching that. Like, I just, you know, the NFL product does not have me excited except for the fact that my Cowboys, as of right now, uh, 10:36 on on Wednesday, October 26th. Um, the Cowboys are in first place. Uh, so you know, and going into a huge matchup where, you know, if they if they can pick up the win, they're putting themselves in a real good spot. I think uh, in that NFC East. But yeah, the the product is just it's not. And I, I've always I've always been a college guy. Growing up, it was all you're always home to watch Notre Dame. Um, if you had, if you're busy on a Sunday or, or, or a lot of times, you know, mom would kind of reel us in and, uh, you'd end up having like movie night or something, uh, you know, and, you know, Sunday dinner and movie night. So we wouldn't watch all of the NFL that was on, uh, on Sundays, but it was always college. And, and sometimes I still say that if it wasn't for fantasy football and then, and then the outlet I have of like this, I don't know how much NFL football I would really watch. I love the Cowboys, but I, you know, I probably I probably wouldn't order Sunday ticket, uh, so I wouldn't see every Cowboys game. Like I don't know how big of a fan I would be capable of being if it wasn't for the outlets that that draw me in to the NFL more than than uh, I normally would be. So, and I think it's just that the product just isn't um, isn't what it was a couple of years ago. And 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 yeah, I think you're right too um, with the with the lack of stars. We do have a call here. Uh, seven one seven. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to get this call because I think it's my buddy Jim calling in. Uh, I know we're gonna go with uh, two Jims on the show again, but uh, 
Eagles fan, and I know he's going to harass the hell out of you with an Eagles Cowboys team. So I'm going to crack open a beer, popcorn, and listen to this one go. All right, let's let's get it in. We got seven one seven. Just let us know, confirm uh, if Dave's suspicion is correct. Uh, that is this Jim. Hey, how are you guys? It is Jim. How you doing? Oh, we're doing good. Thanks for uh, calling back into the show. Yeah, well, hey, it's uh, Philly Dallas week, and I, I can't let this week go by without uh, without placing a phone call. All right, what's on your uh, mind? I know. <laughs> well, Jim, I know you're a big Cowboys fan, and uh, really, just just really curious what uh, what you're thinking about uh, this Dak and Romo situation coming up. Uh, personally, as an Eagle fan, I I'm really hoping Romo gets back in there. <laughs> but uh, I wonder what what uh, what you were thinking as a, a real fan. Uh, you know where I, where I'm at with this, and and uh, I appreciate the call. Appreciate the question. Um, I, I don't think Tony Romo should take another snap in Dallas as long as Dak Prescott's healthy. Um, and, and, and I, and I say that and it's, and it, I, I love Romo and I have defended Romo for years and, and people have, you know, come down on me and, and called me crazy and this and that, but the, the guy's numbers, you can't argue with the guy, Tony Romo has been one of the most consistent quarterbacks, um, it, it, since since he's been in the league and since he's been a starter, but the the thing I look at is over the last couple of years the number of games that he's missed and the the times where he gets back on the field and within um it, it used to be in 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 a couple of games now it's gotten to the point it's it's you're counting the number of plays that he stays in on the field for um and I and I just I look at the fact multiple back injuries multiple back surgeries uh you know the guys had the collarbone problem. Um, I, I think it's just some of his best years were spent behind a terrible offensive line with no running, uh, no, you know, no, no great running back. And the, the defense was absolutely atrocious. He, he was just on a bad team for too long. Uh, and, and the Cowboys, they're, they're finally structuring themselves in the proper way and they're getting the, the, the proper players in the, in the right spots and they seem to be doing things right. And and it just, Unfortunately, it's one of those situations where um, the, the body's too broken down, and the 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 question has always been in New England. There's always somebody that goes, "Well, what would happen if Drew if they put Drew Bledsoe back in if they bench Tom Brady?" My fear is we're going to find out the answer to that question uh, when Tony Romo does get healthy. I think it is funny to note that um, from the minute the injury happened, this week was kind of that target week. And, and I know today uh, Romo threw for the first time since the back injury at practice. Uh, he is still going to be out this week. Uh, but it, they just kind of keep bumping that timetable back because you're, you are sitting at 5-1 and one and the team looks very good. I think we're going to find out a lot about what this team actually does look like because of, of the quality of the Eagles defense. But the reason, uh, back uh, you know to, to the point of my rambling here, the reason I think that this should be Dak Prescott's team is you have a you have a rookie running back that looks to be a phenomenon. Uh, the, I mean the guy the guy's spectacular. Ezekiel Elliott is doing so much for that team. You have an offensive line that is um, for the most part very young uh, and and very big, very dominant, very reminiscent. I think of the Dallas Cowboys offensive line in the '90s that helped lead them to three Super Bowls. Uh, you have a receiving core that Des Bryant is your oldest receiver. Um, Jason Witten, obviously an aging tight end, but you have I think it's a, a fourth, year, third or fourth year uh, Gavin Escobar underneath him, uh, and you have a defense that is is for the most part young. 
Uh, some of your best parts are still out suspended. Um, uh, you're starting to get them back periodically here, uh, and they're gaining confidence. I, this this is a team that I think is in transition and is is young enough to the point where I don't see the point of putting in a a you know upper thirties broken Tony Romo back in if you have a healthy Dak Prescott because if you take if you take Prescott out, my fear is that um, you know the, the quarterback position very much like the goalie position in hockey. Uh, it, it's a very mental thing. It can be a very temperamental thing, and and when it when a guy's mind gets broken, sometimes they can't recover. Uh, I don't know Dak Prescott's history. Uh, I remember watching him some at uh, Mississippi State, but I uh, you know I I didn't watch him every week, so I don't know if he's had any type of adversity like that uh, to where you know I know he's he's okay to recover. But I just think the way that this team is playing. Uh, it, it would be absolutely foolish uh, for the Cowboys to uh, make any sort of a change. Yeah, well, that's a great answer. That's really, uh, you know, I, I was really hoping Jerry would just uh, just make a mistake and, and, and somehow get <laughs> Romo back in there. But uh, most people seem to think that uh, there's no way that's going to happen. Uh, I think it's a little awkward for uh, maybe just for, you know, uh, for Romo himself, but, uh, you know, long-time Romo supporters. And there, there's a lot of people that love Tony Romo. But uh, if you look at it really with your, your, your head and not your heart, I think uh, I think it's an easy decision, actually. Yeah. I'm going to throw a – just because the two gyms seem to be on the same page, so i got to throw out a counter-argument, of course. Of course. Um, I, I have no opinion in this whole thing. I could care less what the Cowboys do in all honesty. That I, I don't care if they start Dak or if they start Romo. But uh, the, the thing that's going to be interesting to me is Dak is now six games into his NFL career. Um, they have six games worth of film on him, finally. I, I'm going to be interested to see how he plays this middle half of the year. Um, and when, when you now have defenses that can start adjusting and scheming to him, um, I think that could play into it a little bit. That You, you historically see quarterbacks start out well. Uh, key number one last year was David Carr out in Oakland, played really well the first six or eight games, and then just – uh, Michigan stated it off the cliff. Um, I, I, I think that's that's potential to see what happens. But the other thing is, and, and call me a, uh, a a different viewpoint here, but I would absolutely love to see Tony Romo be a quarterback and get this type of protection. This is something he's never had. And the stats that he put up without having this, what would he do if he does have it? Um, purely, purely probably the wrong move, if I'm going to be an honest opinion, uh, putting him back in. But uh, it, I, I would love to see what a, what a healthy Tony Romo can do in this position. And I think the way Dak's been playing, uh, it, it definitely affords you the time that you can let Tony get healthy and not have to rush him back, um, something that I don't think was able to be done in previous years. So um, just my two cents there, but uh, it, it would be interesting to see how that's all uh, – that all plays out, um, especially if the defenses start adjusting to to Dak. Um, I don't think they focused on Dak a whole lot. I read a, a pretty interesting article that they they haven't given Dak the uh, time because they're so busy trying to stop Zeke. So, right. um, interesting to see what would happen if it goes that way. But uh, interesting points, none the least. Uh, probably nothing that has too much uh, merit to it, but uh, <laughs> just interesting, at least uh, from a I mean, non. If we go back. Party. If we go back to to the preseason, and, and I think uh, I had had us kind of make a, a bold prediction for the NFL season, 
my bold prediction was that Dak Prescott starts all 16 games in Dallas. Um, I think we will see Tony Romo in, in situations, um, or at least, you know, it, it, you know, you kind of have like the, the, the relief pitcher, uh, if you will, you get, you get into the, get into tight situations, uh, and you kind of have the closer, uh, come in, uh, si- similar to, to a, if you're, you know, are in the world series time thinking of the way baseball does it. Um, but, but I think Dak Prescott, I still think he, he starts all 16 games because, uh, even if Romo comes in in relief, um, th- th- there's no guarantee that he gets off the field on his own power. And, and again, I, it's not, I, I don't wish that I never wish that regardless uh, of who the, of who the team is. It, it's just, uh, that that's kind of the reality of, of Tony Romo. Um, Jim, what, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, uh, you know, wrap up the, the call with this, um, what you know? What what do you kind of see happening uh, this Sunday night in Dallas with the Eagles and the Cowboys? This Sunday, it's crazy. I can't uh, I can't put my finger on this Eagles team. It's my team, and I'm I'm having trouble. I don't. They uh, they're one and two on the road, and their one road win was a uh, a win over the Bears, which is is hard to even count. Uh, they kind of uh, they played poorly in Detroit and in Washington, so I'm pretty excited for. Uh, for Sunday night, I would think it's going to be uh, uh, lower scoring, and uh, I would definitely think uh, I'd like to think they they can keep it under the four and a half uh, point spread right now. But uh, I don't know. I mean, your offensive line is is tremendous, and that's uh, that's going to be the key. Uh, I don't think they're asking Dak to throw downfield a whole lot right now. So if it's going to be a uh, kind of a, a stop Zeke Elliott game and, and just tighten down on, on that shorter stuff. Um, I don't know. I see a three point game one way or the other. I see three. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be close. I think that, you know, the, they're obviously going to talk a lot about, uh, Carson Wentz, and Dak Prescott, uh, being these, these two rookie quarterbacks that have played, uh, very well. And, and, you know, both guys have come out of the gates, um, and, and surprised a lot of people, I think. Uh, but, but the, the kid, the critical matchup is what the Cowboys offensive line can do uh, versus the, the Eagles front seven. Um, and it, uh, the, whoever wins that battle is the team that wins the game, in my opinion. Because uh, if the Cowboys can kind of impose their will, Ezekiel Elliott gets, you know, runs the ball, and Dak Prescott gets enough time, you know, to find, you know, because I, I know Dez is going to be back this week. So, so that, um, even though their, their chemistry might not be the best, uh, you're going to have, you're going to have to be aware of it, where he is on the field. Cole Beasley's been great this year. You always have Jason Witten, who who can catch just about anything. Um, well, he's an eagle killer for ten years. Yeah, yes, he, yes, he has been. Uh, so I think if if the if the Cowboys offensive line can do uh, what they're supposed to do, then, then I think the Cowboys will be fine. But in in contrast, uh, the Eagles defense is 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 very good. Um, and you know everybody you know talked about how great the Vikings defense is. I think the Vikings defense is very good. Uh, but but the Eagles defense has to be talked about one of the best in units in the league, um, and then if that front seven can can you know get pressure on Dak Prescott and kind of slow down Ezekiel Elliott, we haven't seen Dak get into any trouble uh, so far this year. Um, so so if if the Eagles can can rattle him a little bit, then you know I think maybe they're going to be at the advantage because the, the 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 I think the biggest reason the Cowboys are five and one is because that offense. 
has been on the field for the majority of the games. The defense doesn't have to be out there a lot. And at the end of the games, they're gradually getting more confident and they find a way to make plays. But if the Eagles defense can keep the Cowboys offense off the field, then I think the Cowboys are going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, Dave, your thoughts. This is just an interesting game. I don't, I don't really have an uh, opinion one way or the other uh, on the game. I can see this being one that either team wins big, or I can see this being a close game. I uh, don't really have a feel on either team. I think I've picked against every team on this entire year, or both of these teams the entire year. So, uh, forced to make a pick. <laughs> um, the, the, the thing that, the thing that, uh, is really interesting to me in this game is I don't think Dak has been in really any high-stress situations. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they they lost week one to the Giants, I believe. But I don't know that any of the other games, and I I don't follow the Cowboys at all other than to harass harass you. So um, (laughs) if I'm wrong on this, obviously go step right in and jump in. But I don't think Dak has been in any real high-stress games down at the end except for the Giants. No, that's accurate. So I, I... I will side with um, – I'm going to take the Eagles straight up in this one. Um, it pains me to see that, but, uh, again, take that for what that's worth. That's just a uh, – that, that's one of these that I have two teams that uh, I have absolutely no feel, feel on uh, this year. Uh, obviously, so, uh, as you can see with the picks, I seem to get them wrong every single week. Um, but I would I lean towards the Eagles this week. Um, I, I don't really have a reason why. I just – feel like they're the right team and take that for what that's worth and go with it. All right, Jim. uh, Jim. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one last question real quick since I have a real-life Dallas fan on the line here. Who is the Cowboys' true rival? I mean, who who do the Cowboys hate the most? Is it the the Eagles or is it the Giants, the Redskins? I mean, uh, the Eagles, it's always the Cowboys, but I I don't – Jim, I can answer this one for you. The Cowboys hate everyone. There's not a single thing that they like. <laughs> um, I, I think if you if you look at it from a in Texas uh, organizational standpoint, I think the answer would probably be Washington. Um, that, uh-huh. that, that's always kind of seemed to be the big one for me. It, it's Philadelphia because I'm here. Um, I've always I've always said because I've never seen a game uh, a, a Cowboys home game that I would love to go down there and see what uh, see what it is like down there uh, because I, I'm always interested to know that. What what does this game look like in Dallas? But if I if I had to really kind of put out the 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 my opinion, I, I think that from a from a Cowboys organization in Texas um, uh, uh, point of view, I would think that it's it's the Redskins a little more than the Eagles. It probably is. It's just, uh, you know, we live here and we're, you know, we're biased yeah. for and against Philadelphia. So that yeah. makes total sense. Absolutely. Jim, we appreciate, we appreciate the call, yeah. man. And, uh, and good luck Sunday night. All right. You too, brother. All right. So, so appreciate the call there from, from Jim. And, uh, and, uh, again, we, we appreciate all of our listeners, all of our callers when we get them. Uh, we, we enjoy that. Again, the number is 401-347-0613. You can use PIN 29312. Again, that number, 401-347-0613, and then enter 29312 uh, when prompted. So 
Uh, Dave, before we actually get into this week's um, uh, matchups, we need to go back and, and look uh, as much well, before as... We, before we do this, Jim, I want to I want to do one more thing since we have some time here, um, since we're not doing the game previews. Um, we've, we've clearly covered what I think both of us think are the bad um, aspects of the NFL so far this year, and the, the, the competition, the ratings, the scheduling, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, let's flip that a little bit. And what are the good things about the NFL? Um, to me, the, the number one good thing in the NFL this year is the emerging of these first-year players. I don't know that I remember a time um, when all the, these first-year players, and I, I almost want to go out on a limb and say first-year quarterbacks especially, have had such an impact in games. I mean, you look at uh, Simeon out in uh, Denver, obviously uh, Carson Wentz and uh, Dak Prescott, but you, you have a lot of first-year players that are truly impacting uh, games. I don't know that I can remember a time in the NFL. Uh, maybe it's just going to a point I made earlier that there's not that true superstar and there's a lot of openings right now. But I don't know that I can remember a time when these first-year players have had such a key and crucial impact so quick into the game. Yeah, no, I'm, I that, that's a, that's actually a really great point. And I know um, I, I listen to Dan Patrick most days. And they were discussing uh, last week is, you know, Ezekiel Elliott could potentially win uh, Rookie of the Year and MVP in the same season uh, because, uh, because of what he is doing and what he means to the Cowboys. And, and, and right there, I mean, that hits the nail on the head for your point. I mean, there's there are a lot of great um, – you know, a lot of great first-year guys. Uh, you know, one thing that that kind of stands out to me, and and it's only in a, a couple of divisions, is I feel like there's there's some different faces near the top. Like the Raiders are currently the the leader in the AFC West at five and two, uh, tied with Denver, but they have the uh, they have the tiebreaker. Uh, Minnesota is at five and one uh, in leading the North. Um. You know, it, it it feels good when there are teams that I feel like are a little bit different uh, at the top and leading the charge. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Two if, comments on uh, two, two comments on that, Jim. Uh, one, thanks for not mentioning the NFC South there. And uh, <laughs> two, did you forget the Jaguars at the top of the division? Oh, eat shit. <laughs> they're only uh, they're only two games out. I mean, let's be honest. That division. Both both South divisions are, are kind of crappy, but the AFC South is just absolutely atrocious. So don't count out my Jaguars pick uh, just yet, and my Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick is only a half game out of first in that NFC South. So I'm still alive, as as crazy as those picks were. Uh, I am I am still alive there, but. Uh, yes, I mean, I feel like if there's ever going to be a year where someone goes zero and eight and picking divisional winners, this is your year. Well, I mean, let's be fair. I did pick the Patriots, so I mean, I think that one I could probably almost automatically uh, mark up as a win because I think that uh, they are going to uh, to win that division. Although Buffalo, um, you know, Buffalo has an opportunity this weekend to. Uh, make some noise there. So let's look at the past two take weeks. Take down Tommy Cheater. <laughs> let's take a look at the past two weeks uh, and and where we are at. 
Back in week six, uh, we didn't get to recap. I went ten and five. You went eleven and four. So at that point, I was fifty-two and forty overall. You were forty-eight and forty-four overall. So you got back. Can you, above. Can you tell the important part about that uh, week as well that I won your work poll? Yeah, you 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 won the work poll, my work poll. So uh, you know that makes me uh, less than thrilled. So, uh, but then this past week, week seven. Um, is where it uh, all kind of came unglued for me, uh, as I was. Do- I had been dominating as throughout the course of the year, but um, you went eleven and four in uh, in our picks for the second straight week. I went a dreadful five and ten this past week, and uh, so that puts me going into week number eight. I am at fifty seven and fifty overall. You have actually uh, surpassed me and are sitting at 59 and 48 overall. So you are now two games ahead of me uh, in uh, in the NFL as we sit currently. So uh, I need to not only get really working uh, f- from a college football standpoint, I need to get to work in the NFL as well. That's a hell of a comeback in two weeks. There. That's a seven-game swing there, sir. Just throwing that out there for uh, mass sake. But uh, I think I'm endorsing you going on vacation for longer if these are going to be the results. Uh, as much as I would love to uh, be away from work and uh, and be on vacation even longer, I am back. I am here, and I plan on um, getting back on top uh, in, in this NFL pick anyway. And running away with it. So let's go to Thursday night. Uh, tomorrow night, a a color rush matchup that uh, if they do like they did last year, will be the mustard, brown mustard yellows of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the electric blues of the Tennessee Titans. But uh, that'll remain to be seen if those are the uniform of choice tomorrow night. I have Tennessee at a three and a half point favorite at home. This one on the NFL Network. Um, and I am taking the Tennessee Titans at home. I feel it was kind of a coin flip, so I'm going to take the home team. I'm on board with that. Uh, I'm taking Tennessee, but uh, I think this is a low-scoring game, uh, divisional game, game on a short week. Uh, under is very live here, as is uh, catching the field goal and the, and the hook. Uh, well, I, I, I don't really have much confidence in this, but uh, I'll take Tennessee and hope that uh, – Marcus can light it up enough to get the W. All right, then we have the Redskins at the Bengals, technically speaking, but this one played in London, Wembley Stadium, 9.30 a.m. on Fox. Um, The Bengals are a three-point favorite in uh, in London. I have the Bengals. I think they are are the better team. Washington, you just – you have no idea – what uh, what you're going to get with the Washington Redskins? So I have a little more confidence in the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm uh, I'm in agreement with that one as well. Um, I, I have n- I think this is a, this would be a very interesting game stateside. Um, but traveling over there, I think you have to look at who the who the best players are. Um, clearly, I think you have the best wide receiver in uh, AJ Green. I think you have the best tight end in uh, Eifert if he's uh, playing again. Uh, defense is probably pretty close to a, uh, a, as even as you can get, um, especially depending what happens with, uh, Norman for Washington. I believe he had a concussion last week. 
Um, so I, I think the slight edge goes to Cincinnati just based on playmakers. But uh, anytime you go in one of these big situations and Andy Dalton's your quarterback, uh, I, I have, I, I, it makes me a little leery. So uh, I'm definitely picking Cincinnati, but this is another one I'm not real confident in. And uh, anytime uh, primetime Dalton's involved, who knows what happens, if, if we even consider 10 a.m. primetime. <laughs> um, for the NFL, sure. So you, you said Cincinnati on that one. Yes, sir. All right, then we have the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. This one, uh, 1 o'clock on CBS, uh, at least on my list. That's what kicks off the 1 o'clock games. I have the Cle- or excuse me, the Jets. Yeah, Cleveland being a favorite. Uh, I have the Jets as a 3.5-point favorite, um, which tells you kind of how bad. This is the game. This is the battle of what quarterbacks are actually playing. Uh, as Geno Smith started last week in New York, uh, he is out with a torn ACL. Ryan Fitzpatrick currently probable, so he is likely to play. Uh, Josh McCown has been cleared. Cody Kessler doubtful. Robert Griffin out. Uh, so God only knows who is under center uh, for Cleveland. And it's for as good as that city has been sports-wise, um, <laughs> boy, the Browns still suck. I have the Jets winning uh, in, in what may be one of the ugliest games of the week. Well, our first disagreement. Put it on the board. The Browns are getting their win this week. Wow. Uh, you, you I'm, not say- commenting anything. I'm not commenting anything further than that because this game is freaking terrible. Yeah, it's but, bad. It's uh, real bad. The Browns have to win a game at some point this year, so why not now? Do they? Do they have to win a game? Is it? Yeah, I, 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 have a, I, I may or may not have made a bet when we were out in Reno that the Browns weren't winning a game this year, so they have to They have to bone me once. <laughs> you can lock in one in 15, though. Very nice. All right, we got Seattle uh, at New Orleans, as my uh, page refreshing here. Seattle at New Orleans, 1 o'clock on Fox. I have uh, Seattle two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Uh, I like the Saints here. I, I Seattle, good God, I, I, can't get, I can't figure them out. I mean, I don't like them in any way, uh, but I can't figure them out week to week. Uh, they come off the – um, just the downright brutal six-six tie with uh, with Arizona on um, on Sunday night just a few days ago. Uh, so I'm actually going to take the Saints at home. Uh, I just I, I just think that that there's a lot going on um, in Seattle, and I think there's a lot of noise, and it's that road that West Coast team coming east just never uh, a lot of times doesn't go well for the team from the West. Oh, we lost Dave. Hopefully we can get him back here. Uh, but just recapping the picks so far, uh, I have Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Dave and I both pick uh, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we both picked the Cincinnati Bengals over the Washington Redskins in uh, in London. The New York Jets and Cleveland Browns, we are split. I have the uh, New York Jets picking up the win he has the Cleveland Browns picking up their first win. Um, also, as we were kind of talking about the uh, Cowboys and Eagles, uh, of course, I am picking the Cowboys. Dave said he was leaning uh, a little bit towards a little bit towards the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So I don't know if that was his uh, confirmed pick, uh, but uh, with the with the Cowboys and Eagles. But uh, we'll make sure we get that. I think we have him back on the line here. Dave, 
Do we have you back? I am here. I have absolutely no clue what happened. Uh, we'll just strike it up. I, I think I read something about there was some sort of like solar flare event going on. So I'm going to chalk it up to nature. And it was nothing that we did. Nature is working against us. Uh, but as I was saying, I was just recapping uh, the, the pick so far. So uh, this one, Seattle, New Orleans. I have New Orleans at home. Uh, what is your take on this game? Definitely. I'm not going to chalk it up to nature. I'm just going to talk, chalk it up to I had the phone on my lap, and I'm just so hot right now with my football picks that oh, it just happened. Wow. Um, Seattle, Seattle at New Orleans, um, your, your textbook correct on the, the West Coast team coming east early. Um, I, I had, this game is one that I have a very limited deal on. Um, it's two teams that have driven me nuts this year, which seems to be about half the NFL, uh, which is unusual. It's normally about uh, a couple of teams, but, uh, I, I think that this is a really good spot for Seattle, um, for the sheer aspect that they laid a complete egg in a divisional game last week and they had heard about it all week. You're sitting here saying, Oh, you know, the, the field goal kicker missed field goals, blocked field goals. They, uh, they're sitting there saying the Seattle team isn't very good. You have to listen to that. Generally, the exact opposite thing happens. You have a you, – you're never as bad or as good as the game that you played last week. And I think the Seattle team is better than the game that they played last week. And I think that they come out and – uh, I, I don't want to say they're going to whoop up on New England or New Orleans, but I think that they're going to give New Orleans a lot to handle. Um, not real confident on this one, but uh, I think that this is going to be one that uh, a lot of people might be surprised on. Um, after all, this is New Orleans, and they were pegged as one of the worst teams in the NFL to begin the year, and Seattle was one of the best. So uh, I don't know, but uh, I feel pretty strong about Seattle in this one the more I think about it. All right, so we have our second in a row of uh, differing picks there. Uh, let's go to a game that, um, <laughs> Dave, you might want to look away for this one. Arizona at Carolina. Uh, Carolina, a three-point favorite, I'm showing at home here, um, which might tell you just how weak the perception of the uh, of the Arizona Cardinals is. This one, 1 o'clock Sunday on Fox. Uh, I have the Cardinals. I think they're going to get the bounce back. Um from the uh, from the atrocity of Sunday night, I think they're a much better team than they showed, and um, obviously it's it's not been a fun start to the year uh, for your Panthers. Uh, they, have they won a game? Yeah, they won one game, right? Yeah, well, they played San Francisco in their only victory, so I'm not even considering you can call that a win over an <laughs> NFL team. So they, but they have it. They have a. Uh, they have one in the victory column. We'll put it that way. Uh, I don't You're think thinking of the other C team, Cleveland, that doesn't have a, <laughs> a straight line in there yet. Um, I, I, I don't think that they get the uh, I don't think they put a crooked letter in this week. I have the Cardinals over your Panthers. Well, this is a this is a very interesting game. Um, I was really, really, really hoping that Arizona blew out Seattle last week because that was going to give me a glorious letdown spot for my Panthers this week. Um, with that being said, they managed a total of six points. <laughs> my Panthers were off watching this um, as, after a much, much, much needed bye week to hopefully refocus the troops here. Um, this being said, I think the Panthers win this week. I think this is a game that is for their season. They lose this game, they can fill it in, and we're going to be a top five draft pick. 
Uh, we're probably going to draft Leonard Burnett out of LSU, which I think is a decent pick to, to take. Um, but if, uh, if, if we lose this week, the season's over. This is a season game here. Um, I'm taking the Panthers. I think they bounced back coming off the bye last week. Um, not confident in it at all. So when I'm going to be pissed off on Sunday about uh, them losing, I'm going to be pissed off that uh, Jim pick up another game on me. But uh, I'm riding my cats till they're done. So I'm going to keep pounding and, uh, and get the win in this one. Well, I think you're going to keep pounding, but it's going to be beers because you're going to want to look away. But, hey. Hey, that's not a bad thing, is it? I was going to say, if you're doing that, it's it's not a bad Sunday either way you look at it. Uh, yeah, your, your Saturdays are like my Sundays. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, uh, that's the best way to put it. Uh, New England at Buffalo, 1 o'clock on CBS. Uh, let's see here. Let me find it on my... Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Well, there you go. New England, seven and a half. Uh, yeah, I think this one, you know, Buffalo has looked much improved from the start when uh, people were calling for the Ryan's brothers heads uh, on stakes out in front of the, out in front of the stadium. Uh, but I, I don't think they're going to be good enough to beat uh touchdown Tommy and the Patriots. So I got new England. Touchdown Tommy or Tommy cheater. I forget what his name is. Uh, it's touchdown um, Tommy. No, I'm going with the other one. I hate him. <laughs> uh, this is a, this game to me is interesting um, for, for the sheer aspect that, Belichick and Brady are going to be extremely pissed off because Buffalo came into New England and beat them before Brady was back. With that being said, you have an energized crowd in Buffalo that is coming here. Um, with, with Buffalo a chance, I don't know if they take the lead or they, they take control of the, the division, I think, if they win this. I could be wrong on that. Um, but uh, Buffalo got spanked down in Miami last week. They're going to be irritated about this whole thing. Um, I think there is a great potential that Buffalo comes out and upsets New England here. Um, but with that being said, I, if I feel like I waver the fence on every NFL game this year. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I am going to take New England here for the sheer aspect that I think you're going to have Brady in absolute top form. I think he is in a giant um, – FU mode to the entire NFL right now. Um, I I don't know, and I was telling some of the guys at bowling this week, and they laughed at me, but I don't know that Tom Brady doesn't come back and win your MVP this year. He's going to be in that much of an FU mode to the entire NFL. Um, I, I think the Brady somehow finds a way to win this game, um, even if it's uh, something that the Bills would do, but uh, they'll, they'll miss the field goal kick to win the game, and Brady will uh, emerge victoriously. Um, off, off the uh, football subject, but the Cubs just won game two of the World Series 5-1. to one. All right, there we have it. So a best of five moving forward with three games in Chicago. So uh, the Cubs set up right where they want to be, uh, I think. Um, you know, the, you, as the road team, you only have to win one uh, on the road, uh, and they did that. Uh, however, I do think that whoever wins the World Series – the series will be won in Cleveland. I don't think this one ends in Chicago. Uh, so let's look at the uh, let's look at the next one here. Oakland at Tampa Bay. Uh, I have Tampa Bay as a one point home favorite, um, despite the the West Coast team coming east and that usually spelling trouble. Um, I think the Raiders are too good. They're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, Tampa Bay. There's there's a lot of 
there's a, there's a lot going on there. I, I just think that, uh, you know, there's kind of growing pains a little bit. Um, but, uh, so I, I have Oakland winning. I think it's going to be closed by like Oakland winning. Man, Jim, this is one, uh, this is one I am, uh, going to tell you to, uh, to put on a bib and get you some crab legs. Tampa Bay is going to win this game. All right. So the so, Jameis Winston restaurant, by the way, clarifying <laughs> for you. Yes, yes, yes. The, uh, the old stolen crab legs. Yeah. So that's four now that we, uh, that we have differing. Uh, this that week. crab legs for, was for both uh, you and uh, all your Notre Dame fans out there. That uh, that's Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on here, uh, Kansas City <laughs> at Indianapolis. Uh, Kansas City two and a half point road favorite. This one o'clock CBS. Uh, I like the Chiefs. Colts are terrible. Nothing else to say about it. Hmm. This is an intriguing game to me. Um. Again, every game is intriguing this year. The, yeah, the, the 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 amount of games that are close this year in the NFL is just mind blowing. Uh, this this number seems extremely short to me. That I think uh, I think Cleveland should be a little bit higher in, or not Cleveland, but Kansas City should be a little bit uh, higher favorites than they are. They're they're minus two and a half. Uh, so that that tells me something is uh, a little fishy with that. You you take you take Kansas City home they're almost ten point favorites over Indianapolis. Uh, I don't know what to make of that, uh, but I'm taking Indianapolis uh, on a pure win here that uh, somehow they miraculously get through this game. But I think they're going to struggle with uh, the Chiefs' defense a little bit. But uh, I think they have the best quarterback in uh, maybe even in football. But uh, they definitely have the best quarterback in this game. All right. Uh, Detroit at Houston, 1 o'clock on Fox. Houston, a a 2.5-point favorite. Um, Again, I'm not sure how. Uh, but uh, Houston a favorite. Brock Osweiler is bad. Uh, that defense isn't what it uh, what what I think it was supposed to be. Uh, I mean, you lose JJ Watt, that's a huge hit. Uh, Detroit's very up and down. Uh, I think they're going to be up this week uh, over a team that I just think is is going to be a bit outmatched. I don't care that Houston is currently leading the just dreadful AFC South. I like uh, Detroit on the road. I, I'm going with Houston. I picked them to win the the uh, South. I'm sticking with them, so I'm going down with them. But uh, I, I'm going to keep feeding the fire, baby. All right, there's this is there's 13 games this week, and that is already uh, six that we have differed. So, so somebody's going to make some has the potential to make some serious move here. San Diego. At least one of us has experience going 6-0. I'm just throwing that out there. What a dick. Uh, San Diego at Denver. Denver, a five-and-a-half point uh, home favorite. Uh, this one, 405 is kind of that uh, bridge between the 1 o'clock and the 430 game. Uh, I like Denver at home here. Um, San Diego, more times than not, finds a way to lose in the fourth quarter, uh, I don't even think it's going to be that close here. I like Denver. I uh, I, I would have loved, loved San Diego in this spot, but they beat Denver the first time. That defense is going to be all fired up, uh, ready to play San Diego here, but uh, I, I, I really, really want to pick San Diego here, but I can't, I just can't do it with that defense and getting beat by them twice. Uh, so we're going Denver uh, reluctantly, but that's probably going to be a loss for both of us. 
All right, and then uh, we have Green Bay at uh, at Atlanta. This one, 425 on Fox. Atlanta, a three-point home favorite. Um, for, for as off as the Packers have looked, um, the the Falcons have, have been kind of one of those weird teams as well. Uh, I have no idea what, what this matchup is going to look like. It could be 9-6. to six. It could be... 41 to 38 um or or it's any anywhere in between uh but i i like the packers to pick up the win i have a lot of road teams i'm picking this week but i like i like green bay to win here uh the piped in crowd at atlanta is not going to uh make the difference i like green bay i like that you like green bay because this is one of the games i'm pretty confident on i like the falcons here i like maddie ice in the dome um, Green Bay has been pretty good against the run all year, and this is something that uh, uh, Maddie, Maddie Ryan and uh, Julio Jones are going to exploit because they've been weak with their corners a lot this year. So I think uh, I, I don't know that, that uh, Matt Ryan and Julio are going to combine for 500 and 300 like they did against the Panthers, but I think that they are a pretty good start for uh, your, your fantasy league this week. I think they're going to light up this uh, Green Bay defense in the Dome, and I think they're going to they're going to come out with a win. But uh, on a side note on this one, Big Jim, did you ever think seven, eight weeks ago that we would be looking at Green Bay traveling to Atlanta and being three-point underdogs? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So this is one of those games, is this, is this a – and there's a couple of them this week, but this, this is one of those, what do we have here? Is Green Bay as bad as they have looked? And is Atlanta as good as they have looked? And, I mean, this line has had to move seven points. I bet that you look at this beginning of the year, you're looking at you're looking at Green Bay minus four here in this situation. And is that an accurate reflection of what the teams that we've shown on or that we've seen so far? To me, what we've seen, I don't know that this line hasn't moved or has, hasn't moved enough yet. I think, that, uh, I think that Atlanta wins this game by over a touchdown. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's kind of bold. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I honestly don't know, uh, because I think both of these teams have just been all over the place. So, uh, what we get from them tomorrow or from, uh, from them on Sunday, uh, is, is kind of anybody's guess. So we will, uh, we'll see that. Uh, we, we talked at, at kind of length with, uh, with Jim and again, thanks, uh, to, to him for the call. Uh, I uh, really appreciate it. Got some good insight on this one. Um, Dave, I think you picked Philly, correct? I did with no confidence at all. The coin landed with the Philly logo on it. So congratulations, right. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I of course, have the Cowboys. This one, 8.30 p.m. on NBC. That is your Sunday night football matchup. Dallas sitting currently at a four-and-a-half-point uh, favorite. And then let's move to Monday night. Uh, get our last pick in here before we close out the show. The Vikings at the Bears. How will the Vikings react to their first loss of the year? They're a five-and-a-half-point road favorite um i think this one is is almost as much of a slam dunk as you can get uh for the vikings they're coming off the loss they're going to want to win um I, I believe you are you're down to a matt barkley uh correct me if i'm wrong starting in chicago or is cutler back this week uh either way i don't I heard rumors that uh cutler was coming back i i don't know i mean he's obviously uh better than matt barkley but uh, I don't know how much better he is. Uh, Cutler just is not very good. Uh, that Vikings defense, um, you know, people 
people kind of questioning them and the, and the whole team this week. So I think they're going to come out with a lot to prove, and I think they get an easy win over the Bears Monday night. I'm in uh, I'm in 100% agreement with that. Um, this is one of these textbook perfect revenge spots, and or not revenge spots, but uh, wake-up games from the prior week. Um, the, the only thing that scares me on this is this is a road divisional game for the Vikings. Um, so it, it's one of those beware that you're realizing that you're when you load up on them in survivors, beware that you're picking them on the road in a divisional game. Um, I know, I know, I know that it's a great spot for them, but it is still a divisional game. Sure. Uh, so take that into consideration. But uh, I, again, I don't know if there's much more better options on the board for Survivor this week, but uh, that, that is certainly a precarious spot uh, based on that. But I don't, I, I would not be shocked at all if Minnesota wins this game by 24 points with a score like 27 to three. Like this is this is one of those games that the under should be good for five quarters. Yeah, no, it, 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 I, I kind of agree with that as well. All right, so there's 13 games this week. You and I differ on eight of them. Uh, so, so there's a lot of opportunities out there for, for both of us to go either way or, or this thing. No, in our luck, it'll somehow settle close to 500 between the, or uh, even between the two of us. But let's look at the ones that we differ on. The Jets and the Browns. I have the Jets. You have the Browns. Um, you have the Seahawks on the road. I have... New Orleans at home in that matchup. I have the Cardinals. You have your uh, your home team Panthers. Uh, I have the Raiders. You have the home team Buccaneers. I and there's a theme here. I have the road Kansas City Chiefs. You have the home Indianapolis Colts. I have the road Detroit Lions. You have the home Houston Texans. I have the road uh, Green Bay Packers. You have the home Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and one of the two exceptions to the rule, you have the road Philadelphia Eagles. I have my home Dallas Cowboys. So there's a chance for a lot of movement here this, uh, this week, Dave. And of course we will, uh, be recapping all of this stuff, uh, next week, but any, uh, any more thoughts here, Dave, before we, uh, before we wrap it up here. Yeah. I mean, uh, good, good show again with the gym, uh, real great discussion. Uh, thanks for the, uh, gym number two for calling in, of course, uh, Definitely uh, some interesting movement, and uh, I, I'd like to say some bold picks on my end, kind of patting myself on the back, both the NFL and college this week. Um, but I think we're, I, we're at that point that uh, in the season where everyone know, everyone thinks that they know who teams are, but yet you have to sit there and realize that they're, they're only – I mean, the college season is a little bit over halfway done, but the NFL is going into week eight, I believe, maybe week seven. I can't keep track this of is eight. The this is eight here. Week eight. So uh, after this week, we'll be halfway done. But um, by and large, I mean, take the uh, take the AFC South division for example. I mean, I know it's the division we keep picking on, but uh, you, you asked me yesterday at the beginning of the year. I said the Colts were probably the worst team in football, but uh, or the worst team in that division. But uh, you asked me today, I'm telling you, the Colts win that division. Uh, sheer fact that they have the best core. They have. They might have the only quarterback in that division that's capable of throwing a screen pass so i mean it's it's funny how stuff like that shakes out but uh everyone is down on the colts just just a perfect example but uh it's one of those it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks in the nfl and a very interesting couple of weeks setting up for what is the crunch time so this is kind of the this is kind of the the key part of the season where yeah the the i mean i even i even look at my panthers that are one in five 
they're off to a terrible start. Can't can't say that at all by any sense of the means. But if they if they go uh, if they go three and one in their next next four games, they're right back in the mix of things. Uh, the same thing for your Cowboys. Cowboys are five and one. They go one and three the next four games. That 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 doubt creeps in and creeps in quick. So it, it's one of those. I I think you have to take everything with a grain of salt, and you have to look at it week to week. But uh, there, there's definitely some interesting. Uh, interesting games this week and some interesting uh, trends starting to appear for lack of better terms with some of these, uh, these teams. So um, thanks again for setting up the show and uh, good discussion, but I'll shoot it back to you for your final thoughts to listen in on here. Yeah, certainly Dave. It's, it's, you know, there, there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of chance for, for, for movement and, and, you know, some teams are in positions that they can, uh, you know, even at the halfway point, um, start to separate themselves from their division. I mean, you look at, you know, if, if the Cowboys can win and if the Redskins lose this week, the, the Giants are dormant. Uh, the Cowboys will at least have a, uh, a two-game advantage on the rest of their division <clears throat> coming out of this week. So they have a huge opportunity, um, you know, to, to, to make a, to make a, a, a statement. Um, you know, there, there's teams, there's a lot of teams that are, that are still very much alive, even despite being at the bottom of the division, like you said. Uh, so in, in that, from the NFL slate, um, I think parody is going to re- remain to be the name of the game, uh, for college football. Uh, like we, like I said, in, in the first hour, one of these weeks, uh, over the next couple is going to be that, that shakedown upset Saturday, uh, will this be the week? Uh, we we can only tell. There's a couple of big matchups. There's a couple of matchups that have uh, some that potentially have some wild implications and and can change things in a heartbeat in college football. You never know uh, what is going to happen. But we uh, you know kicking off tomorrow, you have the Jaguars and the Titans. You have um, uh, I forget what the uh, the college game is tomorrow, but there's. Uh, they're, they're, Virginia Tech Pitt. Yes, Tech and Pitt. So, uh, if you're gonna only watch one of those, watch the college one, folks. It will be better. Uh, I would, uh, I would put money on that. So, um, definitely Dave, that time of year though, where the uh, the football teams start to get desperate, and you see who the teams actually are. So, uh, definitely interest, more interesting to watch a desperate football team than uh, a non-desperate football team. So, it'll it'll just be interesting to see, and I think you hit that very well. But uh, we shall see. So thanks again to everyone for uh, listening in. Yeah, before and, before we cut you loose, Dave, make sure you let people know where they can follow you on Twitter. Definitely. I'm uh, at uh, D. Gerhardt, G-E-R-H-A-R-T, 024 on uh, Twitter and uh, tweeting once in a while on there. Uh, more so uh, irritating Jim every chance I get when he posts something dumb about how great the uh, – the Cowboys or the uh, the Irish are so uh, well, I, definitely uh, hit us up on Twitter and uh, we're, we're definitely up for comments or uh, anything. And uh, thanks for taking uh, two hours out of your evening listening to us uh, blabber on about stuff. Yeah, we certainly appreciate it, Dave. We'll talk to you next week, bud. Sounds good. Take care, Jimmy. All right, so uh, that's going to do it for this week here, the Huddle Up Podcast. Again, we um, you know we started the show. I I kind of forgot that. Uh, I had a I had a two week vacation in there, so uh, you know a a, a small apology uh, for for being gone for two weeks. I'm not going to apologize that much because I'm not really that sorry that I took a a, a, a two week vacation. Uh, to be a hundred and ten percent honest, folks. But uh, we're back and we're going to be charging through the end of the year, and we appreciate 
everyone for tuning in as, as I looked up. Uh, this was our uh, our most listened to live show. So uh, keep it growing. Go to Facebook.com slash Huddle Up Podcast and uh, you can get the links to subscribe to the show. Make sure you share the page to share the show and uh, get it growing e- bigger each and every week. You can follow me on Twitter at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following at NGSC Sports. That's our home network where we never stop. Visit the site for all the written content, all the shows on the NGSC Sports Radio Network by going to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app and search NGSC. Check out our sponsors, IMPower.com and I'm Next USA, uh, as you'll hear the ads as we go off the air. But again, folks, enjoy the football, enjoy the sports, the World Series out there, hockey's out there, basketball uh, has begun. And uh, until we talk to you next week, have fun, be safe, and go for the win. you want how visit the web store on www.iempower.com to find out more that's i-em-power.com are you the next michael jordan tom brady or Deion sanders do you have what it takes to become the next great talent whether you play baseball basketball football or any other sport you all at least have one thing in common the need to be recognized it doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level i'm is the platform for you